I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. If you could tell someone the most important thing that they need to know in personal development, what would it be? And I honestly can't pick one thing. It's a tie between two things. It is your self-talk and it is your values. A hundred percent, the bottom line, the foundation of how you feel about yourself. <laughs> This is Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 313. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. And it is December 25th if you are listening to this episode the day it comes out. So for those of you that celebrate, Merry Christmas. And I know that so many of you are going to hold off and listen to this in the days that follow or even the weeks that follow. So you might be listening to this in the new year. So this is going to be perfect for you. But before I jump into that, I want to make sure that you all know that coming up on January 3rd, which is a Friday, my dear friend and I, Amy Smith, are dropping our brand new podcast that we are doing together called Not Another Self-Help Podcast. We are so excited for this for so many reasons. First reason is that the intro song is hilarious. We hired Amy's childhood friend, childhood best friend, actually, who is a voice talent. Her name is Molly, and she did a phenomenal job with this intro song that is so funny. We are excited because we're trying – I'm like cringing a little bit as I say that – to dip our toes into being more humorous. She likes to say – Amy likes to say it has a comedic spin on it, and I'm I'm like I, – I feel like that is giving us a lot of <laughs> – and I don't mean to be self-deprecating. I guess you all will be the judge if it's funny or not. And the last reason I'm so excited about it is because we're actually answering your questions. You have provided such great self-help questions to us, and we are happy to answer them for you on that podcast. And we're looking for more. We are doing eight episodes for this first season, and we need more questions. So head on over to notanotherpod.com. 
send us your questions. Listen to the podcast on January 3rd. And thank you so much for doing that. (laughs) All right. So we have rounded up not just a year, but a decade here in 2019. And two weeks ago, maybe it was more than two weeks ago, it was a few weeks ago, episode 309, that whole show was about looking back, looking back on the entire decade, looking back on the entire year. There was a free journaling PDF that came with that episode. Thank you for those of you who told me how much you enjoyed it and the time that you spent on that particular episode giving a gift back to yourself, answering the questions. And you know how I always encourage you to do that, to not stay stagnant in your personal development, to not just consume and listen to things or read the self-help books and then really not do anything about it. I think that's great for a little while, but the action is the journaling. The action is changing your behaviors and practicing these new ways of being. So first you need the awareness and that's where the journaling comes in. So check that episode out if you haven't yet, episode 309. What I want to do in this particular episode is help you look ahead. Every once in a while, If maybe I'm being interviewed on another podcast or someone's talking to me about self-help and they ask the question, something like, if you could only teach one thing, if you could tell someone the most important thing that they need to know in personal development, what would it be? And I honestly can't pick one thing. It's a tie between two things. And I wrote about both of these things at length in How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. In fact, they bookended each of the, or sorry, the rest of the chapters. It was the very first chapter and the very last chapter were these two particular topics. It is your self-talk and it is your values. A hundred percent, the bottom line, the foundation of how you feel about yourself. Of course, there's so many ancillary things, right? Like you need to take care of your addictions. You need to take care of your family of origin stuff. But like, let's just pretend for a moment that you have got a hold on that. You're either in therapy for it or you have done therapy before before you kind of know what your triggers are and you know when you get in trouble with the big (laughs) enchilada topics that I mentioned. When you are there, I would love for you to focus on values and the way that you speak to yourself. And these two topics really never go away. These are topics that you can revisit. So even if you have worked on these before, whether you worked on it a lot in my book, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, or you've taken one of my group programs where we dove into this, this is always valuable to look at again. So this is going to be review for some of you, a refresher, if you will. And and for those of you who haven't done this work before, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here to be able to do this work. I would love for you to maybe play this episode a couple of times. Maybe you're in the car right now or in the shower, hey, or working out where you don't have a moment to write some things down. I would love for you, as a gift to yourself, in this new year, in 2020, to get out a piece of paper, get out your favorite journal. Heck, I don't care if you write it on the bathroom mirror, in lip liner, or on a paper plate. Do what you need to do to actually get some stuff on paper. Okay, let's start with these basics. Let's start with values. Values 
I was thinking about this before I started recording, and I know that a lot of you really love to have the New Year's thing where you pick a word of the year. I love it. I love people that do that. I have never been someone who can actually stick to a word. I tend to forget what that word is, but I I have such admiration for people who can pick a word and then stick to it for the whole year and they put their focus on it. I have I have friends who have chosen the word pleasure, who have chosen the word commitment, who have chosen the word courage. Whatever it is for you, heck yeah, do that. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that whatever word that you pick, that's probably one of your values because it's that important to you. This could be married, you know, doing your values work could be married to that particular word or no, you don't even have to have a word of the year. But again, I talk about values at length in How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. It is the very last chapter. There are questions at the very end of that chapter. There's questions at the end of every chapter. But of course, there are in that one too. But I just want to give you sort of a crash course here on this particular episode. So let's start here. Think about a time in your life where you were proud of yourself. It might take you a minute. You might say, Andrea, I don't have any moments where I'm proud of myself. Okay. Just just, just humor me for a minute. I want you to think about a time. Maybe you have to go way back. Maybe it was last week. Some examples. Maybe you took action on something you were afraid to do. Did you leave a relationship or a marriage? Did you set a boundary with someone? Maybe you walked away from a friendship that just wasn't working for you anymore. Perhaps you told someone how you felt, or even if you went to a party where you didn't know anyone, you applied for a job that was just a little bit out of your reach, you felt like it was a little bit out of your reach, but you applied anyway, even if you didn't get the job. These are the types of things I want you to think about. Think of that time that you were proud of yourself. I want to I want to stop for a moment and add one more thing onto that because I think that so many people think that the things that they need to be proud of when they're asked questions like this are these monumental things. You know, I started a business. I raised $5 million in venture capital. Like, no, no, like let's take a step back. These are things, the examples that I just gave. You went to a party where you didn't know anyone. You, uh, you introduced yourself to someone at a party that you didn't know. Those are brave things. So think of that thing that you were proud of. The next question I want you to ask yourself is what was the value you were honoring then? Maybe the value was courage. You were being brave enough to do something scary. Maybe the value is authenticity for showing up as your best self. Or maybe it was honesty and integrity for speaking up about something that was important to you, whether it was with your family or whether it was at work or whether it was on Facebook. Or maybe it was, maybe the value was trust for trusting yourself enough to walk away from a situation you know wasn't good for you anymore. It might be all of those things, right? You can take one situation and sort of pull many values from it. 
but what are the values that stand out to you the most? And write those down. Maybe it's all of those that I mentioned. It's authenticity, it's honesty and and integrity, trust, courage. Those are, I picked those examples on purpose because those are typically the most common top values of people. If you are brand new to values, the question you might be asking yourself is, how many values can I have, Andrea? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The answer is, you can have as many as you goddamn please. <laughs> There's no limit. What I'm wanting you to sort of hone in on are your top values. Just for the sake of this podcast episode, let's think about your top values. What are the things that you want to honor the most in your life? And I always have to say this when I'm talking about values. These don't necessarily have to be things that you are honoring now. Maybe it was that one time that you stood up for yourself or walked away from a relationship where you were practicing courage or authenticity or whatever it was. But the last year or so, not so much. You haven't been so courageous. Maybe you've fallen back on your old behaviors and you're kind of beating yourself up over it. That's okay. These are aspired values. We like to call those aspired values. They're still important to you. They still matter. There's definitely been times in my life where my paycheck ran out before I got paid again, and I wish I could have accessed my next paycheck a few days before I was due to get it. Well, what if I told you that can happen with Earnin? Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. Noise under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. And I, as I was getting ready for this podcast episode, I was thinking of the many clients I've had over the last decade and the brave 
brave, brave things that they've done. I had a client who had a strained relationship with her mother. I've had more than one client who's been in that situation. But this particular one that I'm thinking of, she sat down with her mother – or sorry, she sat down by herself and with me, planned out everything she wanted to say to her mother, and then had the conversation with her. Years of resentment and frustration and hurt came together in a conversation that she was proud of. She wasn't lashing out. She wasn't mean. She wasn't sarcastic or passive aggressive. This particular client honored courage, kindness, honesty, and authenticity. I've had many clients start new businesses and quit their jobs. They were honoring their own meaningful work in those moments. They were honoring creativity. They were honoring determination. I'm also thinking of a client who had a really difficult year, the most difficult year of her life. She had so much loss. She had so much struggle, which I know a lot of you can relate. We've all been there. And that time in her life, that difficult time in her life, she was honoring perseverance. She was honoring self-trust that she could get through it. She was honoring resilience and she was honoring optimism. So again, what values have you honored over the last decade? And you've probably wanted to honor more of them, and maybe you didn't. Don't dwell on those. Your mind may want to point out all the aspired values you have and how long that list is, all the values that you didn't do, all the values that you didn't honor, that you wanted to be more courageous, that you wanted to focus more on your growth or have more balance in your life, for the sake of this exercise, let that go for now. The reason that I want you to think of these values, to think about the behaviors you've done in the past that have made you proud of who you are, is because those are a key to looking ahead. If you're proud of the courageous thing you did this year and thinking about that feeling is gratifying, your next step is to think about how you can get more of that in your life in this year coming up, in this decade coming up. Let me remind you, it's typically, typically, never about the thing you want to do the thing you do sometimes or that you want to do. It's about the feeling you'll get from having done it or the experience you'll have while doing it. I'll give you a personal example. When I write books, it's really not about the book. The end result, I'm not going to lie. It's fucking fantastic. It really is. But for me personally, as the creator of this book, as the author, as the person that births this creative project, it's about having written it. The pride I get in having done this big thing. The feeling that I get of honoring so many of my values. That's really why I do it. That is really about being of service. It's about using my intuition, using my talents. It's about being courageous. All of these things that I have just mentioned to you, trusting myself. (laughs) That's what it's about. 
And I cannot emphasize that enough to you. All right, I'm going to switch gears with you just a little bit. Directly related, because I am going to bring you back to that proud moment in just a minute here. We're going to talk about self-talk. More specifically, we're going to talk about negative self-talk. And if you've been hanging around me long enough, you know that I talk about this all the time. And at this point, you probably know, at least for the most part, when you're beating yourself up. It might take you a while to realize that you're in it, but for the, for the most part, I think that you probably know when you're beating yourself up. Your negative self-talk, your inner critic, if you will, is fear with a shitty way of communicating with you. It's really just trying to keep you safe, away from risk, not rocking any boats, not causing any scenes. It's trying to keep you in the place where you don't step out of your comfort zone. Because if you do that, that's a huge risk and your inner critic is extremely risk averse. I always tell you that the key to managing your self-talk is to notice this voice as quickly as possible to pay attention to the thoughts that are happening in your mind, to pay attention when you find yourself procrastinating, pay attention when you find yourself in uncomfortable situations or when you are triggered. And the better you can become at that, the better you are at not letting it run away from you. And those of you who took advantage of Kick Your Gremlin's Ass my digital program all about the inner critic that happened over the Black Friday weekend, you know the very first lesson that I make you do is to get intimate with your inner critic. That's what I say about it. And sometimes, y'all, this can be really difficult. It can be hard and kind of bring you down. It's one of those, yeah, it might get worse before it gets better because you're having to dig deeper and shine a flashlight on those difficult conversations, if you will, that you have yourself when your inner critic is very much in the driver's seat. So I'm going to give you a quick tool. Think about that thing that I mentioned a few minutes ago, the most proud moment in your life, the time that you did something that made you really proud of yourself. Let's just say that that's your best self. The moment that you did the thing, that you took action on something, even though you were probably still scared, you mustered up enough courage to do something that made you proud. That is your best self. Let's even call that your wisest best self. So picture that part of you. Maybe it's you. (laughs) Just the the reflection that you see in the mirror, that is your best, wisest self in that moment. So think about a time when you are beating yourself up. Maybe it was this morning. Maybe it was just a minute ago before you fired up your podcast app in your car. Maybe it was over the weekend when you went down into compare and despair. You, I don't know, were at a holiday party with your company and you're going down the compare and despair rabbit hole about the other people at work and you're beating yourself up over it. What would your best, wisest, most kindest self say in that moment? 
Just think about it. Maybe your best, most wisest self says, hey, I'm doing the best that I can. Maybe it says, everyone makes mistakes. I can get through this. I'm strong and capable. Yep, I totally screwed that up. And I'm going to learn from it and move forward. Those are the types of things I want you to think about. Because you know what that is? That is self-compassion. And that is going to be the anecdote for your negative self-talk. I've said this so many times before, and I'm going to say it again. Negative self-talk doesn't completely go away. You can't eradicate it from your life. What you're learning to do is manage it. And you also might not have time to do this every single time you find that you're beating yourself up. But these, that's a tool that I'm giving you. These are suggestions for your self-compassion, tools that you can do because I want you to create habits. Habits. That's what we're trying to do because you've already created a habit of negative self-talk. We all do it. All of us have at one point or another created a habit of negative self-talk. What I want you to do is shift the scales so that your self-compassion comes faster and your negative self-talk takes up less space in your mind. That's the habit I want you to create. And when you do that, you are better apt to honor the values in your life that you want to do. See, it comes full circle. It's all connected. Hey, look for an email coming up on January 2nd. It might have already come out. (laughs) But in that email, I am talking about the two-year anniversary of How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. The book is two years old, and I, in that email, am asking you to take inventory. It's kind of a recap, a refresher of that book to look at all of the habits. You remember the numbing out, the negative self-talk, the isolating, the people-pleasing, the perfectionism, the overachieving. I'm talking about that in that email. And if you don't get my emails, you can. Super easy. Text the word kickass all one word, to 444-999. I send out about three emails a month that are funny, a little life lesson, a little story, just to keep you in the personal development positive mindset. That's all I got for you for this episode on looking ahead. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you choose to spend time with me. And until next time, Ass Kickers, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.